All right, man. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to be talking about what is success in marriage. So first, I want to share a client win. So this is from a, a client who is recovering, well, really recovered after infidelity, uh, after we worked together. So this is uh, just a few weeks after us uh, kind of getting into things. So he shared this experience. He said, when I shared my thoughts and feelings with my wife, she responded with the request to make love. We made passionate love in our darkened sunroom. To lay there afterwards under a quarter moon, listening to love songs was heavenly. Life seemed so simple at that moment. And this is so cool. These guys were able to create a strong, intimate bond, even after you know his infidelity, which was just amazing to watch. They did such a good job. Super proud of them. So when clients come to me, you know they want a few. They're usually asking for a few things. So they want to feel loved. They want to feel respected. The the client I worked with yesterday was really we, we really went through this and, and wanted to share some of the lessons with you about this. Um, he wanted to feel secure, uh, to feel wanted, right? To feel valued. To feel hopeful, right? Hopeful about the future. Okay. And so what my clients think is going to help them feel those things is basically their wife changing. <laughs> their wife changing what she does or what she says, right? That's what's going to make them feel loved and valued and hopeful is, is their wife, right? Uh, their wife deciding to take them back will help them feel more hopeful and appreciated. Uh, their wife appreciating them more will help them feel valued, right? Uh, their wife giving them more attention will help them feel more loved. Their wife giving them more appreciation will help them feel valued, right? Their wife finally deciding to work on the marriage and will help them feel hopeful. And if their wife does these things, it definitely gives a boost. I'm not saying it doesn't. But eventually, these feelings of lack end up coming back up. Because when we're basing those our ability to feel that on someone else's behaviors or words, um, Eventually, it dries back up, right? Because we haven't addressed really the the core problem, and we'll explain what that is. So, for me personally, what I used to think is my marriage would be perfect if we just had sex more often, right? And then what would happen is we would have sex for a while, and it would be great, and it would, you know, be frequent, right? And I'd be like, yeah, you know, things are things are good finally, but then what would happen is <laughs> you know my my thoughts would come back about like oh you know i do more than her in the marriage it's not fair you know look at everything i'm doing what she's not doing right so basically what i thought would fix it did not fix it you know my wife changing did not help me feel totally loved valued appreciated right it would for a little while another one is you know i'd ask her to write me notes okay five love languages right it's like you know, if you just do this, then I'm going to feel good about myself. You just write me notes. I'm going to feel good about myself. So she would write them for a while and it would kind of help. But, you know, eventually then I'd be like, well, she's just just doing this because I, I asked her to or whatever. Like I wasn't eventually feeling loved and appreciated because at the end of the day, it's my problem, right? It's my problem. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling that. It's not my wife's problem. Okay. So what my client's experience is, uh, you know, one of my clients, things got way better in his marriage, right? Where, you know, his wife was about to leave, had retained an attorney for divorce. Things turned around to where really they're very good right now, but he's often afraid that things are going to go back to the way they were before. That's what he's brought up recently on, on some of our group calls, right? Um, couples I work with, the guys I work with, they'll start communicating better. 
And then all of a sudden they'll slip back into those old patterns of conflict. Right? Those things will come back up. Her sex will start improving, but then the emotional connection still isn't that much better. So what's going on? Why is this happening? Okay. What's happening is the situation did not change the feelings. Okay. That's what we think. That's the way we think it works, right? When the situation changes, when my wife cares more, when my wife writes me notes, when my wife has sex with me more, when my wife appreciates me more, that's when I'm finally going to feel loved and appreciated and, and respected and, and all of that, right? But the problem is <laughs> it doesn't work like that, okay? The situation doesn't fix that, okay? They still have trouble feeling loved, valued, or successful, right? Even when the situation changes to what we want or what my clients wanted in this in this case. So yesterday I had a really powerful coaching experience with a, a member of my mastermind group. Um, and, you know, for, for me, it was about money. You know, what I was talking about was money. And, you know, my thought was that money, a, a situation, right? Something outside of myself, a circumstance would help me feel secure. It would help me feel free. It would help me feel successful. Okay. So for me, it was money because my, my marriage is pretty good right now. It's actually very good. Um, excellent. <laughs> but um, for a lot of my guys, right, they think that their marriage, when their wife starts acting a certain way, right, that's when they're going to feel free or secure or successful or loved or valued, right? So, um, and I used to think that too, right? that when my wife changed, that's when I would feel loved, secure, successful in my marriage, appreciated, okay? But, you know, I took the time after this coaching session to really contemplate and ponder and pray and think on, you know, what success, freedom, and security really meant, okay, and what they, where they really came from. So the, these were the, the revelations that I came up with. That I want to share them with you. So freedom for me is trusting God to take care of me and my family, okay, that I don't have to do it on my own. That was such a relief for me because really when it came to it, I was, I was saying money is what's going to give me this, this freedom, right. To, to feel like, okay, I took care of my family and now I can finally sort of rest, right. <laughs> like uh, I have enough passive income to meet my needs. That's kind of, that's financial. I still have. Um, but you know, I thought that that was what was going to give me that freedom. But reflecting on this, what I realized was even if that happens, like that could go away, right? I was thinking this morning about, about Job in the Bible, right? God had blessed him with a bunch of material goods and that eventually got taken away, right? But what brought, got him through it, restored him to it was trusting God, like saying, Hey, you know, this is happening for a reason. I'm trusting God to take care of it. And boy, that was just, that is freedom, right? That I don't have to do it all by myself. You know, I feel when I, when I think about that and trusting God to take care of that, and I've seen it happen so many times, you know, like I, I know God will do that. Um, and I just feel like I can relax. It feels so good. So that's, that's real freedom to me. Security really along the same lines, knowing God's going to take care of and protect me and those that I love, which I hundred percent believe again, I've seen it happen in so many ways, so many really amazing ways, um, that I know that's true. And that's real security, right? So instead of saying, oh, when I have enough money, that's when I'm going to feel free and secure. I think, hey, like I don't have to do it all myself. 
God will take care of it. Boy, it feels so much better. I'm telling you. And it doesn't, the other thing about that, right, is it doesn't move. Okay. That's always available to me. That's always there for me. So I thought, okay, well, you know, if it's not just a financial goal, which I thought is what success in business would mean, what is success in business? So success in business to me is serving others by using my voice, my particular gifts, my particular talents, my experiences, um, you know, the gifts God has given me using those in service to, to you guys, right? That's success. Okay. Serving you guys using those gifts and talents. Right. And I love it when I see you guys, you know, make improvements in your marriage and feel better about who you are and create intimate marriages. Yeah. Nothing better. Right. Seeing you guys do this. And then what success in marriage and relationships. So to me, that's feeling and sharing God's love and loving others as myself, you know, finding that balance. And joy is really feeling and sharing God's love for me, right? That's something that I want to feel in my life is joy. And it really, that's when I feel it most. So for me, you notice God's in all of these um, and um, pretty much all of them. <laughs> God's important to me. You know, religion's important to me. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That is very important to who I am. So for you, right, if, if, if God's not important or religion's not as important, just even trusting in, in just like the universe or trusting in karma or trusting in, you know, this, this truth, right? That there's something out there that, that things will work out eventually. Because if you don't believe that it, it is hard, it's hard to kind of go forward in life. So, you know, try to grab onto that belief that, you know, things can work together for your good and that the universe is conspiring for your good versus against you. Uh, cause if you have that kind of core belief that the universe is conspiring against you, it's going to be hard to feel very successful in your marriage or anywhere else. So yeah, these were just powerful revelations for me. Like when I think like God's going to take care of me and my family, like I can trust that to happen. My job is going to, I'm going to go out there, use my talents to serve people and I can trust that God will take care of the rest, right? He's going to take care of um, the rest of it. It's exciting. I feel relieved. I feel held. I feel taken care of. So, you know, the, the title of this podcast, right, was what is a successful marriage or what is success in marriage? So to me, a successful marriage is where you, or a marriage just in general, is where you really learn to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, that's the second great commandment. It's where you you know, learn to balance that love for yourself with love for your wife. And as you learn to access love from sources outside of your wife, okay? And for me, the big one is from God, right? If you don't believe in God from the universe, from friends, from family, right? Where you are able to feel full, right? Instead of needy, okay? That's the core of it, right? You don't want to think, oh, my wife has to make me feel loved. My wife has to make me feel valued, right? Because then you're always dependent on her for your feelings, which is not a good place to be. It's needy and unattractive, right? And it feels terrible. So let's do something different, <laughs> all right? Um, so you want to be feeling full, right? So access sources of love outside of your wife, right? Again, I recommend God as number one. <laughs> but... You know, you can, sh as you feel full, you can share that love with your wife, right? You don't, you're not trying to get her to fill you up all the time. Okay. The other thing you're able to do when you do feel that love and respect for yourself is you're able to make appropriate requests and set appropriate boundaries with your wife. 
right? Saying, Hey, like that's not okay. Or, you know, I don't want to do that. Or, Hey, could you please do this for me? That's important to me because you feel that you have enough value in yourself to make requests and to set boundaries. Cause when you don't, it's hard to do that. And I lived there for a long time, right? I was blaming my wife all the time saying, Oh, you don't appreciate me enough, blah, blah, blah. Um, but really I wasn't, I didn't respect myself enough. I didn't feel loved enough in myself to just make a request. Hey, could you do this? Or to set boundaries? Hey, please don't do that. Right? So the other thing that you start doing when, you, when you're feeling full, when you're feeling loved, when you feel, you know, that you are valuable, you start to share things with your wife that you're, that she might not like all that much. Okay. But that are true to you. Okay. Um, and that's when, uh, real intimacy comes in and you're able to do that because you respect yourself enough to do that. Okay. It's hard to do if you don't respect yourself enough. Um, cause you're still trying to you know, control your wife either by having her fill you up or by putting her down. So you feel better about yourself. Okay. The other thing I want you guys to see is if you have this, this mindset of like, Oh, my, my wife's in charge of helping me feel loved and valued. Okay. If she doesn't seem to be doing that, this is what causes a lot of affairs, right? Is you find someone that does seem to quote, fill you up or give you more attention, appreciation, affection, all of that. Then you say, Oh, finally, like this is, this is how marriage is supposed to be. She's supposed to fill me up. And maybe you go and do that for a while, but then eventually you're going to create the same problems. I guarantee it because your mindset is still, she's responsible for making me feel loved, valued, accepted. Right. Um, and no one can do that. <laughs> no other human being can do that for you. Okay. Um, God can do that. God can help you feel valued, loved, and accepted or the universe or, or yourself or whatever, a kind of higher power or whatever you believe in. Right. Uh, that's where it needs to come from. Okay. The other thing that happens when you feel this, this fullness, right. Is you choose to serve your wife because that's the right thing to do. Okay. And you trust that good will come back to you. Okay. So you have that faith, right? You believe that, Hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to serve my wife. I'm going to do what's good here. And, you know, from that place of fullness, like I, I am valued, I am accepted, I am loved, I am worthy, I am worthwhile, right? And you go out and you serve your wife and you trust, Hey, good is going to return to me in one way or another. It is going to, uh, so, you know, some of my guys, they have been unfaithful to their wives, right? And so they're trying to earn trust back. And it's a, it's a difficult road really, um, because you don't get a lot of positive feedback from your wife for, for a while. And that's understandable because of what happened, but it doesn't mean it's easy, right? Sometimes it's still pretty tough. Um, but when you can feel that value, right? When you go back to, Hey, like I did something wrong, but I'm still a valuable person, right? I still have worth. I still have infinite worth because I'm a son of God, right? And I'm earning trust back and that's going to take time, but you know, I still have that value. Right. And I still want to do this because it's the right thing. And I can trust that good will come back to me. Right. Have that faith, have that faith that God's going to take care of you or the universe or karma or whatever it is, but just realizing like, Hey, I don't have to do it all my own. And that was a big one for me realizing it's not all on me. Right. I don't have to do it all by myself. Right. God, the universe or whatever will help me out here. It's kind of, it's kind of a, a very arrogant mindset, right? That I'm going to do everything myself, right? 
like I'm a, I'm a self-made person. I'm going to make it all happen myself. So this is speaking just from my own personal experience, right? Obviously I have that issue that, you know, I think I can do it all on my own and, you know, uh, you know, really a, a pride in that versus like, Hey, sure. I have gifts and talents and abilities. God gave them to me. I'm going to go out and serve. But I realized like, Hey, I don't have control over everything. And I'm glad, right. I'm glad I don't. I'm glad that God's out there kind of organizing things and, you know, putting things together outside of my very limited abilities. And that's just such a better place to live. Um, you know, trusting God in that way. So again, in a, in summary, like it is not all on you. Okay. Hopefully that's a relief to you. Like it is to me, trust in God or the universe or whatever, that things are going to work out because they are right. Do what is right. Let the consequence follow. Okay. Put good out and trust that good is going to return because it will. It just absolutely will. Yeah. So there's, I just said it, but there's a song in our church, do what is right and let the consequence follow. You know, it's a great phrase to, to remember. Big one, realize that success in marriage does not come from your spouse's actions. Okay. It really doesn't. It comes from you becoming the kind of person who can love and serve another person and love them equally to yourself. Okay. So the thing about all of those, you know, that I shared with you, those, those revelations, right. Was it was not about my wife, right. It was about me. It was about what I could do. Okay. Now, the funny thing that happens is when you become that, okay, you become the kind of person who's not needy for his wife's attention, appreciation, affection, and you become the kind of person who can expertly communicate and solve problems. So when you become that person, guess what? You are super attractive to your wife and you're able to have this incredible marriage. So this is the the paradox, right? When we work on ourselves, but not just in this kind of general, oh, I'm working on myself way, like a very structured and clear way that we work on becoming spiritually strong. We work on becoming mentally strong, emotionally strong. We work on becoming physically strong. We work on becoming outstanding at communication and understanding and problem solving. Okay. We learn those strengths and skills. We're super attractive. And then our marriage is incredible, right? Because look, even if you learn all these strengths and skills, right? And you become that person and your wife still says, Hey, like that, you know, this isn't going to work out or, you know, I found somebody else. Yeah. That's hurtful. Right. But good is going to return to you, right? You're going to find someone who also is at that same level of strength and skill, right? And you're, you're going to create a much better marriage because of that. I had a guy on the podcast a while back. You can look at that podcast, a better marriage after divorce. I've had, you know, other clients where this has happened. We, we go through the process, they end up divorced, but they end up with a very incredible, strong marriage after because they develop these strengths and skills. That's what I'm saying, guys. Good will return to you. It just will if you learn how to do this. Okay. So when you get these strengths, when you are strong in body, mind, heart, and spirit, when you are able to communicate and solve problems expertly, okay, it leads to an intimate and passionate marriage, right? And that is a successful marriage where you are strong and attractive and you have intimacy and passion. You share who you are, you know, and you are known in your marriage, right? So this is why I teach guys how to do in the strongman system. So come and join it. I'd love to have you there. 
Okay. So visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com and I will see you there. So stay strong men and we'll see you next episode.